0: Hey Zeros and Spoonies. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I'm glad that you are here. Today, I want to talk about how neurodivergence are the canary in the coal mine. Those of us with neurodivergence frequently talk about needing accommodations because we are not able to tolerate the environment that we're being asked to work or learn in. But the truth is that these environments are harmful to all humans. The difference is that those of us with neurodivergence are more sensitive to our environment and are thus more likely to experience an overt negative outcome from a poorly designed environment. The reality is, though, that this topic is huge and way more than I can possibly cover in this single podcast. There are entire books written on this topic. Because of that, I'm going to focus on the topic of being able to freely move within our environments as an example, but keep in mind that there is much more to all of this, such as lighting, the noise level, the amount of space given to each person, the uniforms that we're required to wear for our jobs, just all the sensory information and so much more. Uh, So let's get into it. All children need to move this is not exclusive to the ADH child who is fidgeting in the classroom. Movement is a natural inherent tendency in young children. There are multiple benefits to allowing children to move more freely in their learning environment. The first thing to note is that movement helps regulate well weight and build muscle mass. Given the rise of obesity, it is more important than ever to encourage our children to be in motion. We develop our habits early in our lives. If We want our children to maintain their health with movement when they are adults. We need to allow them to develop this habit when they're a child. Just like learning to read, children need to learn their motor skills. By allowing them to move in schools, we allow them to build the fundamental foundation, which they can build more complex motor skills on later in life. But there's more to it than that. Additionally, brief moments of physical activity in the classroom can improve children's attitude, attention, memory, and content achievement. Linking movement to teaching practices establishes a mind-body connection that enhances children's learning. Children that exercise perform better in their academics. Additionally, these early life experiences sh- shape the way that their brain develops and how they engage with the world for the rest of their lives. If we want our society to be filled with good thinkers who tackle the many complex problems plaguing our world today, we need to ensure that we are raising and teaching our children in an environment that fosters good brain development. Denying a child their basic need for movement can have a negative impact on their social development. When a child's needs are not met, it significantly impacts their ability to manage stress. Therefore, the relationships a child experiences each day and the environment in which those relationships play out are the building blocks of the brain. It is precisely during these valuable stages of childhood that many fundamental aspects of one's personality traits are formed, and once set, they are difficult to undo, replace, or build later on in life. It is fundamentally important that children feel that their needs are being met so that they can develop healthy attachment styles and feel safe in their environments. So what does this mean for our schools? What does allowing more movement look like? This can mean offering children structured times to engage in physical activities guided by the teacher, or it can be structured rules for allowing children to move while they're waiting in line. Allowing more movement into our schools will not result in chaos. When we allow children to move when their bodies need movement, we are proactively preventing behaviors and improving their learning. Movement helps release stress and channel energy in constructive and creative ways. Movement often prevents many of the undesired behaviors we see in children because it helps them regulate their mood and reduce their stress levels. Allowing children movements means that they are less likely to have a meltdown. But this isn't just about our children. The current research shows that exercise improves mental performance regardless of age. Humans evolved in motion and need that movement to maintain a healthy state. Exercising at work has been shown to reduce work-related injuries. However, the benefits of allowing people to move isn't limited to just their cognitive performance. Research also reflects that exercise helps maintain a person's mental wellness. With many of us spending 40 or more hours a week working, being in a work environment that promotes movement is essential for good health. Physical activity is a well-established cornerstone for both preventing and treating illness. Healthy people are in motion. The risks associated with spending the entire workday sitting down are well-established. Despite this evidence, Most work environments continue to be set up on the desk model with the expectation that workers will sit at their desk for the duration of their workday. However, workers are likely to have an increase in productivity when they're encouraged to move. This activity increases their cognitive performance. Allowing people to move while they work will increase job satisfaction through improved mental well-being. There really is no downside to allowing people to move while they're working. So what's the takeaway from all of this information about movement? All people benefit from being allowed to move freely in their environment, not just people who are neurodivergent. While the neurodivergent person is more likely to have any acute stress response from not moving all humans experience adverse consequences when not allowed to move freely within their environments. Accommodating the neurodivergent's needs isn't about accommodating something special or weird. It's about making sure that our environments are human-friendly. When we make sure that the neurodivergent person can thrive in environment, we are also making sure that the neurotypical can as well. And Everyone benefits from having a better and healthy environment, so let's work together to make sure that our offices, schools, and homes are human-friendly, because right now, they aren't. We need to make these changes, not just for the sake of the neurodivergent, but for the sake of all humans.